And you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined by myself, Lawson. Got Matthew across from me here at our desk on radio, getting it done. We've got producer Shell spinning the decks, getting it all ready to go for our, our well, the wheel spin that is going to happen at 845 this morning, which you guys need to get answers in for. So, Matthew, yes. give us our next question. I will, I will. I just thought I'd hold us in suspense because I want to give a shout-out to Shell. Okay. You know the song, It Is Well With My Soul? Mm-hmm. It Is Well With Our Shell. With Good our Shell. Good to see you back, Shell. That's right. Not uh, only, not only see yeah. you back. That's right. She's down in Taz, but not also in a health sense as well. Absolutely, she's doing better. She's absolutely. She's oh, she's kind of getting there. She's doing. She's doing the uh, kind of maybe, maybe. But hey, look, she's, at least she, she's well enough to come to work. Oh, That's nice, brother. She's our ICU, our intensive care unit. Without <laughs> without chill. <laughs> Nothing's well with us. We're, we're done, bro. We are without Shell. Shell is really the glue guy. She's Shell's our point guard. She you is. would say so. Like if you if you know basketball, you know the point guard. They're, they're they're not necessarily like the big scorers, although they can be. They're more setting up the plays, they, and that's what up. that's that's what Shell do. You know, we're like the point forwards. And, you know, I, I'm the small forward because I'm small, yeah. and you're you're the point power forward. Guard. Like you're the power power forward. Yeah. You know, and we're like we're like out there. We're more close to the rim, trying to get shots in. Whereas Shell's just making it all happen. Smooth. You know, she's making the plays. Hey, you're listening to the <laughs> breakfast show this morning. So, yeah, far away with that uh, the question now. <laughs> yeah, dude, um, get into but it. quick shout out to Imogen Ray, too. We've, we've Imogen yeah, uh, just had absolutely. an operation, and uh, we got you in prayer. We prayed for you this morning. Um, yeah. So, Brad and Christy, we think of your family. Yeah, these are uh, some people that we know, some church members that we know who their daughter have ha- has had quite a storied, actually, battle with brain tumors and absolutely. whatnot, and it's been amazing. That The mother of that family, uh, you said Christy, actually one mother of the year, Praise the Lord. Uh, according, I believe it was in New South Wales or in Australia or some some kind of area. But because of you know the care that they're giving this girl who has been in a constant health battle, and she's going in for uh, for you know for surgery, and they would definitely love for people to pray for them. So yeah, actually yeah, let's pray, Lord Heavenly Father. I just want to thank you so much for this day. I want to thank you for the blessings that you've given us to be able to come here to be on a national platform with Faith FM to be able to spend time in your Word as we're about to do. Um, but Lord, also we're also incredibly blessed to be a part of the church family and to go through the difficulties and to to walk beside people with those difficulties as they're experiencing them, and particularly with the Ray family. And Imogen Ray, Lord, we just want to lift her up in prayer and just sincerely and earnestly pray that your healing hand would be in this situation. Lord, we pray that your will be done first and foremost, more than anything else. But Lord, we know that you have a will to save people. And so I just pray for Imogen's sake that you continue to be with her, particularly through these health complications. Even, yeah, just as a small baby experiencing such trauma, Lord, just be with her in a powerful way. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank hey, you. Hey, awesome stuff. Hey, get into yeah. our question. It will. And now, thank you. Uh, according to Ecclesiastes 1, there is nothing new under what? Ah. So according to Ecclesiastes 1, there is nothing new under the what? Mm, under what? Hey, if you know what there's nothing new under, 0491-064-669. That is the number to text. And, of course, our amazing prizes for this week, Preaching from the Grave, the story of Phidias Nadim Gabe, who was a part of the, well, he was a victim almost of the Rwanda genocide and, you know, was able to escape, but also live out his faith and stand for what he believed.
believed in despite the circumstances, as well as the story of William, William McKenzie or the Fighting Mac, who's the Anzac chaplain, <laughs> getting around and just really supporting the soldiers, the Anzac soldiers in Gallipoli on the front line. But from a spiritual perspective, sharing with them something more than just, hey, get out there and, and do a good job, you know, fighting, but bringing to them matters of truth and matters of the soul as well. So powerful books. We want to give them to you absolutely for free, provided you win the draw. And to get in the draw, you just have to text us 0491-064-669. What is there? Nothing new under according to Ecclesiastes chapter 1. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and it has come time that we jump into the Bible. Now, yesterday, we focused on the figure of the rich young ruler and his experience as someone who had encountered Christ, who had come to Christ, asking Jesus for eternal life, doing everything right, ticking all the boxes. Then furthermore, Jesus says to him, like, hey, bro, like, all you have to do is, is, is keep my commandments. And, and he says, well, I've done those things since birth. And then, he, and then Jesus says, look, well, furthermore, how about you completely rely on me, you sell your goods, and you stop practicing covetousness? And that was the one step that the rich young ruler couldn't take. He had many possessions. And so the Bible says that he went away sorrowful there. And the ultimate message is that that will to be able to follow Jesus, to be able to do the things he's called you to do. It actually comes from relying on him. It comes from relying on his power. And that's the very thing that the rich young ruler missed. He couldn't conceive of a world in which he was without his riches or a world in which he'd be okay without them. And so he says, look, I can't, I can't give this up, Jesus, and goes away. Of course, we Whenever we talk about this story, I think it's always important to assert that Jesus isn't wanting people to be poor. That's yeah. not his deal. There are many rich and powerful and amazing Christians. And in fact, that's that's what this whole Bible study this week has been about, is reaching the powerful. Yeah. And those a lot of that power and riches has been enabled by God. Like, Absolutely. we're not saying that God is wanting everyone to be poor, but what we're saying is that our riches and our wealth and our possessions can't be in front of God like they were or the rich young ruler. That's definitely. And it was made super evident by his actions in that case. That's right, that's right. And it's interesting um, what we find is he's, he's making his sufficiency in temporal wealth, not mm. the eternal wealth which God oh, wants to offer. Absolutely. His values are misplaced. Mm. Um, so what I find fascinating, I mean, in Revelation chapter 3, it says, you know, you say that you're rich, you know, um, you have need of nothing. But God says, you know, you're poor, you're naked, you're wretched, you're blind. Mm. That's right. We are in incredible need. And we contrast this story of the rich young ruler with the story of Zacchaeus, Mm. short little Zacchaeus, who was a tax collector, but a tax collector who was Jewish. So he was regarded as a traitor to the nation. Is that because though he was short in stature? He wasn't short in funds. Yeah, that's right. He was short handed. He, he was he was short handing this dude, Matthew, you are on it this morning here with the, these with these uh I wouldn't call them maybe dad jokes, but the puns. Yeah. Mate, you're on it this morning. Yeah. This guy, Zacchaeus, he was, as you said, short in stature, but quite wealthy. And that's because he was a tax collector. Now you might be thinking, like, oh, what's the problem of being a tax collector? Now it's already a problem for the Jews, the fact that they're subjugated by the Romans. Yes. And anyone helping them continue to be subjugated by the Romans. They're like, just, they're traitors. But furthermore, the tax collectors were 
renowned or infamous for being terrible people and for stealing from the people, from requiring more from the people than the taxes were allotted. And even Zacchaeus himself, we see in his story, he identifies that he has cheated people out of money. He's gone above and beyond the tax that was required of them. But further, he has gone down the path of cheating people out of funds. And so... Can I I just add to to, to this dilemma that um, Zacchaeus is in? Is it just because of that and what he's doing, which is truth, also, is it because he wasn't just getting ta- collecting taxes on behalf of anybody? Like, who was he collecting taxes on behalf well, of? Well, he was collecting taxes on behalf of the Romans, Bing. right? And that was the that was the first issue for them. It's like, okay, you're already a traitor. Yeah. But furthermore, you're also Zacchaeus is a thief. Yeah. Like, he's a thug. Like, he's stealing from them. He's he's overtaxing them, overcharging them, and leaving these like Jewish or Israelite. Israeli peasants in such a terrible state and it created this awful reputation for the tax collectors. Anyone who was a tax collector, yeah, they would be rich and wealthy, but they would be completely rejected and shunned by their community yeah. because they they had given their they give they given everything to the Romans essentially. They'd given their lives, they'd given their allegiance to the Romans, and they had betrayed the nation. Is that because too, bro, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, mm. he felt he had the protection of Rome. To do it as he plays, yeah. easy money for sure. Easy money, like he's he's a thug. He's uh he's acting. He, he's basically running a protection racket as well. Well, that's exactly what Rome's Romans were doing. It's like, okay, we now own you. You have to pay tax to us because we protect you from evil and da 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 da. And this is like a a mob tactic, you know. Or, or you were joking around during the break. It was like a yakuza tactic. It's like you go up to people, you say, "Hey, look, uh, there's all these dangerous gangs around. I'll protect you from the gangs. You just have to pay me money." This is like a classic mob or, or gangster kind of scam. It's got a protection racket. And that's exactly what the Romans were running. And Zacchaeus here is just compounding onto that by not only running the protection, helping them run the protection racket, but then f- like stealing even more from the people. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 Now we come to verse 1. The Bible says here, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. So Jesus rocks up. He's in the land of Jericho, and there is uh, there's there's someone there that wants to meet him. Do you want to pick it up for us in verse two, and maybe read th- through for us till verse nine? Indeed. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not. Oh, that's not verse two. Uh, yeah, chapter verse- chapter chapter nineteen, verse two. Verse two. Sorry. Now, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich, and he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd. For he was of a short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to Mm. see him. For he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He is going to be a guest with a man who was a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, 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 I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that 
which was lost. Wow, lots of amazing things going on here. Let's work our way through this and unpack this a bit. So, now behold, there was a man, his name was Zacchaeus, he was a chief, he was a chief tax collector. So he's managing the racket, he's running the racket here. He's a chief tax collector, and as a result, he was rich. So we could see here, so not only was Zacchaeus collecting tax, but he was running probably a group of tax collectors or a band of tax collectors, a gang of tax collectors, who would have been exploiting the people and then giving him a cut as well. So Zacchaeus is like... Get just making money from this. Like, he is rich. He is getting a cut of every single pie. And, again, this is, like, this is fraud in a way that is so so effective or this is, uh, this is a crime in a way that's so effective because it's, it's crime that is endorsed by the government. And by the government, I mean the Roman Empire. Yeah, I've got a funny fraud as well. You know how he's short? Yeah. I could, I could imagine he was bullied most of his life. <laughs> Yeah, and he goes. Want to do short jokes about me? I'm gonna short, <laughs> short change, change your 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 finances. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, the motivation for Zacchaeus to go forward and to do this, and you know, the Bible doesn't necessarily get into, but I feel I feel like ill-gotten gains. That was his addiction. It's like, hey, to make money, to to have riches and whatnot, and and he was making it. He from from a financial point of view, like from by all means, he was a success. Yes, but. Again, being a chief tax collector, and we see the reaction to him, he is not well liked. Do you want to continue on for us? Pick it up in verse 3. I know we read through, but verse 3 here is, is where we see this, this interesting spark or this change in Zacchaeus. Absolutely. And he sought to see Jesus, who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of a short stature. Mm. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, where he was going to pass that way. Okay, so Zacchaeus, he wants to see Jesus. Yes. He is intent on seeing Jesus. And he goes and he climbs up a sycamore tree because he's you know too short to see over the, over the crowds mm-hmm. to be able to see Jesus. Jesus. A huge question here is like, why do you think Zacchaeus was motivated to see Jesus? You know, I got this impression that he doesn't have any favor with the, with the people already, as you've alluded to. In fact, he would have been seen as a short mafia guy, and he, used to, he would go like, yeah, come and try and touch me. Try and beat me up. Mm. Now he wants help you know, to see Jesus. I don't think he feels he's got any friends to, mm. see Je- to be able to do that, and he's desperate. And usually with the rich and famous, they, feem- they seem to have everything, but you've got those rich and famous folk that sense there's something missing. Mm. You know, why did Matthew the tax collector follow Jesus? There's something missing. Mm. So he's had to have something that, though his riches suffice all these areas of his life, there's one area of his life he's just not content. Mm. I, uh, I have the quote here from the book Desire of Ages, which is a commentary on this particular, well, the Gospels and the life of Jesus. But in this particular story, Ellen White writes, Zacchaeus determined to see him. He was beginning to realize how bitter are the fruits of sin and how difficult the path of him who tries to return from a course of wrong. To be misunderstood, to be met with suspicion and distrust in the effort to correct his errors was hard to bear. The chief publican or tax collector longed to look upon a face upon the face of him whose words have brought hope to his heart. Wow. So Zacchaeus is convicted. Yes. He's convicted, and I think his circumstance is probably beginning to convict him. The fact that he is being rejected. Yes, he's got riches. Yes, he's got wealth, whatever it may be. But the fact that he 
can't be in a crowd for probably fear of his life, to be honest. Like, to, 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 because he'd get taken out or robbed from or whatever. It's like, it's lonely at the top. And Zacchaeus knows that the way that he got there was from cheating people and hurting people and selling out his country. And he's like, He's he's feeling it. He's like the fruits of sin here. The sin that I've committed is is loneliness, yes. is difficulty, and so he is wanting to see Jesus because he's heard of Jesus. By this point, there's a crowd around Jesus, just walking into Jericho because Jesus is becoming quite well known as a teacher in Israel, as a miracle worker, yes. as someone who has profound things to say, and as someone who loved the people. Yes, absolutely. Jesus is being known as this, and Zacchaeus is like. Man, I need to take a. I need to take a look at this guy. Yep, and that feeling of displacement, as you said, it's that a conviction and a need. Where the fruits later, correct me if I'm wrong, he's able to restore tenfold for mm. yeah the joy that Jesus has met that need in his heart. Mm. So, how's that similar to Joseph of Arimathea? If you don't mind me asking. Oh well, Joseph of Arimathea, another character in the Bible that we see was you know of means. Definitely. And it's amazing to see that despite his means and despite his position as a member of the Sanhedrin, that he was able to support the disciples and give his tomb for Jesus. I guess despite his means, he still recognizes the need that he had. Yes. And so it's amazing to see that for, for Joseph Arimathea and for Zacchaeus here, despite their means, they're able to be convicted of their sin. Absolutely, absolutely. Which is powerful. Again, we look upon these situations and we off rich people and say, oh, they'll never get it because their evil life rewards them. Absolutely. But they still are fighting difficulty and fighting evil. Um, yeah, I got a text message here from Brayden who writes in, show that, you know, show uh, see what you mean. Um, you're calling them government gangsters. Yeah. And that's definitely what Zacchaeus was. He, like, was. he represented the bullies. He represented Rome. He represented the oppressors, the government of that time. And he's I, de- he's acting as a gangster. I'd like to add, I think even he added a more more angst from the crowd because he, was, he wasn't a tall guy where yeah. you'd be scared to, you know, kind of rub violence against <laughs> He's a short guy uh, that you just wanna, you just wanna, like a little poodle that keeps, you know, <laughs> biting at your ankles. You just wanna hey, kick hey, it. Hey, sorry, sorry, hey, don't, go, don't go too sorry. crazy. Don't go too. Cra- I'm vegan, bro. Like we're we're not we're, we're not going too crazy <laughs> with uh, the animal hate. Nah, but I hear what you're saying, hundred percent. Yeah, you just wanna you just wanna do something to the little. Yeah, fella. well, I mean, and that's the you thing can't. for for Zach is here. Like he couldn't see over the crowd, yeah. uh, and so he gets on top of the sycamore tree. Now, the interesting geogo- geographical details here with the area of Jericho is. That we know and we can actually see this today is that the sycamore trees grow outside of the city yes and so he would have been looking in into the city and you might be saying grow how is he outside of the city looking into the city you know Jericho, these areas, these ancient Near Eastern Jewish cities, they weren't massive, like particularly Jericho. If you come to Jerusalem, huge city. Jericho, this place is more and more like a more like a town. You know, a bit of a city, bit of city town kind of thing going on. And from the outskirts of the city, he's watching the crowd and just like, oh, maybe I can see Jesus. Because in the crowd, like in this massive swelling crowd, he's not able to. He's he's standing just outside the city on this sycamore tree. And it's amazing that Jesus walks this crowd to this place and then directly approaches Zacchaeus. Yes. This sinner, this publican directly comes to him. Do you want to get that one for us, actually? Do you want to read verse 5 for us? Sure, gladly. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him, for he was going to pass that way. Oh, I don't know. 
When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today, I must stay at your house. Mm, absolutely. So Jesus here, he's like, Zacchaeus, I need to spend time with you. Yes. Is that not surprising? It sounds pre-planned by the Lord. Yeah, but imagine you're part of the crowd. Imagine the Messiah or the person that you have perspective is a great, noble teacher. He wants to hang out with Zacchaeus? He wants to hang out with the mob boss? You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Matt, you got to get us another clue. Gladly. Friends, brace yourself for this one. It's the last question. Question mm. number five. What political position did the teacher, you know, brackets, or preacher, brackets, of Ecclesiastes hold? What political position did the teacher or preacher of Ecclesiastes hold? Mm. What political political position mm. did they hold? Absolutely. Hey, 0491 is the number to text. Of course, this is the last question. For the week that you can get an entry in for zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. What political position did the teacher of Ecclesiastes hold? Oh. Yeah, he, he had he had some prom- prominence. You know. Yeah, hey, let us know what it is. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You are listening to the breakfast show this morning. You're joined by myself, Lawson. You got Matthew as well, and we're continuing on in our Bible study of the book of, well, we're in the book of Luke, looking at this character of Zacchaeus, who he's on the sycamore tree, he's trying to get a look of Jesus, he's convicted of his sins, and he recognizes that he needs to do something to rectify, and he's like, oh, you know, in this guy, Jesus, he, he, he's, I need to see him, it's bringing him hope. And then Jesus walks up to him and just talks to him. And he's just like, hey, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, you know, do, do you want to come to my house? Oh, well, he doesn't say, do you want to come to my house? But can I come to your house, house and stay there and, you know, eat lunch or spend time or whatever it may be? You know what's cool about that? I feel, correct me if I'm wrong, Lawson, that sufficient for Lawson is, is just that Jesus came out and he was able just to see him, mm. Little, not, real, not realizing that mm. Jesus actually has a plan actually mm. spend time with him. Mm. Absolutely. Again, his perspective is, oh, well, this great teacher wouldn't want to spend time with me. After what it, I've done. Yeah, after what I've done. And, and that's because Jesus is not just a person who feels as though Zacchaeus has betrayed Israel, but he, Jesus is recognized as a rabbi. Now, obviously, he's not seen as a Pharisee, yes. but the class of the rabbis who are either Pharisee or Sadducee or whatnot, they despised, they despised, the tax collectors. They scorned the publicans. Like they were like, we want nothing to do with these guys whatsoever at all because they, well, they were the one proliferating the message that these guys are traitors to the nation. They're betrayers of the God of heaven. Like, Get rid of him. Wow, I think you're, I think I'm getting something from you. But what you're telling me is, Mm -hmm. so Jesus has this foresight. The city events of the day before the hand mm-hmm. knows the pain that Zacchaeus is going through, mm-hmm. and the the barriers of prejudices put up against mm-hmm. him that are self inflicted. Yeah, and you're, what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying that Jesus is coming to heal this man of this pain. Yeah, and then to bless him a second time 
by making uh, Zacchaeus a conduit for good. Yeah, well, this is this is the amazing thing is that again. Definitely, Jesus didn't identify with the Pharisees. Mm-mm. He wasn't a Pharisee. He wasn't like Paul. You know, Paul says, I'm a Pharisee. Yeah. But we see that Paul converts into being a Jesus follower. And even as a Jesus follower, he says, I'm a Pharisee. But I'm a, I'm a Christ-following Pharisee. Like, he's, he doesn't have necessarily... I think doctrinally, in terms of maybe some of their beliefs, the Pharisees were definitely more biblically orthodox than the uh, the Sadducees, who had been very Hellenized, had gone more down the road of Greek philosophy. But Jesus is like, no, 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 no. I, I don't identify as a Pharisee. But despite that, again, being a part of the class of the rabbis, there could be some perspective, despite the hopefulness of Jesus and despite the miracles and whatnot, like from Far- from from Zacchaeus's perspective, and definitely from the people's perspective, the way that they react to Jesus wanting to spend time with Zacchaeus, they're like, "Wait, why? Yes, like they, why?" So they can't see the big picture. They they can't see they can't see what Jesus is actually trying to do here. <laughs> and it, it, do you want to pick it up? Do you want to just read for us in verse seven? This oh. is the uh, the reaction of the people. Oh, absolutely. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying. He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner? Yeah, rabbis don't do that. Like, <laughs> like famous teachers don't do that. They don't, like, again, probably going to Zach, if you're Zacchaeus' friend, probably going to lunch at his place in ancient Israel would have been a good time because bro's got means, you know, probably lived in a, had a good household, a good manor with, you know, every, all the, the creature comforts and whatnot that you could afford in, in ancient Israel. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like the people here are like, no way. Like, the rabbi, is going to the to the sinner's house. Yeah. Is going to the publican's house. We see Zacchaeus' reaction to this actually when he says he may he comes down and he's like, oh, you know, stay stay in my house. Like, and it's amazing. It says then actually get for us verse eight. Gladly, golly. And verse eight says, and I'll share a, a, a point after this. The Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, "Look, Lord, is this verse eight? Yeah, right. yeah. I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Mm. Absolutely. Amazing. What is awesome here is that we do not see Jesus tell Zacchaeus what to do. No. <laughs> like, like Jesus, Jesus doesn't say there and say and stand there and say do this. He did do that with the rich young ruler. He says, well, this is the thing that you lack because the rich young ruler was unable to or not willing to act on his convictions. But what Jesus could see in Zacchaeus, he knew in his heart, he knew what he was doing wrong. You know, he Zacchaeus had grown up in Israel. He'd be confronted with scripture. He's He's homegrown. That's right. What need does Zacchaeus have to tell, or did Jesus have to tell Zacchaeus that he was doing the wrong thing? Zacchaeus knew. Zacchaeus convicted. He knew from Scripture. He knew from 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 what he was doing. He was convicted. I am in the wrong. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus extends love to him, kindness to him, compassion to him, I'm sure the Holy Spirit would have been mixed into this situation to convict Zacchaeus of his sin. Right. Zacchaeus recognizes immediately, like, man, to. I want to be in the presence of Jesus. Jesus has come to me as a sinner. I want to stay in the presence of Jesus. Amen. I want to stay in the presence of Jesus for eternity. So I need to make things Especially right. what Jesus gives to Zacchaeus is what he's been longing for with the people of mm. where he's come from. Yeah. Which is not giving anything, but they treat him as a social outcast now. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, except the Romans love him, but he feels an emptiness. My people don't. Mm. Um, and that's acceptance and, and belonging. And this is the thing. It's not like Zacchaeus is being unjustifiably bullied. 
his problems are self-inflicted. Yeah, like is. he has done this to himself. And despite that, so it's like, I'm being treated awfully. That hurts. I actually did it to myself. That's shameful. Yes. Jesus comes into that situation despite the hurt and despite the shame. And so Zacchaeus like, I want to spend time with you. And I love it here. Zacchaeus' response is, I want to change. And this is so key. We talked about this, you know, in, in regards to Nicodemus, in regards to the rich young ruler, is that being in the presence of Jesus motivates us to change. Amen. Being given the Holy Spirit enables us to change. And Jesus is seeking change. Well, by the end of time, you know, when we go to heaven, we are going to experience the greatest change that anyone could ever see. We're going to go from death to life. Amen. We're going to go from sinful to, to, to pure. Yes. We're, we're going to receive new bodies. Everything's going to be made new. The world's going to be destroyed and remade again, pure and perfect. But the amazing thing is, is that we get to experience a touch of that today. We get to ex- experience some, some, uh, some, some relief from the sin, from the awfulness that is today, even the sins that we're we're addicted to, even the sins that are self-inflicted, the pain that we've caused ourselves, Jesus is offering to work in that space today. And it's amazing, Jesus' response. He says, today salvation has come to this house. He has chosen me. It's led to change. This person is on the way to heaven. It is powerful. And we want to encourage all our listeners today. Maybe you are being convicted by Jesus, whether you're a person of of means or not, maybe you are being convicted by Jesus to lay down what is keeping you from him. Do as Zacchaeus did. Do as Zacchaeus did. Give it all to Jesus. Why? Because Jesus paid it all. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. With to everything, there is a season and a time. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined by myself, Lawson, got Matthew here as well, and none other than producer Shell, who is well and truly ready to spin that wheel. We've got no more questions to ask for this week. All we've got is prizes to give out to one lucky or blessed winner. So here we go. And let's, oh, we're just, we're just getting our wheel over there. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one. Let's spin the wheel. Okay. You can hear it. It's spinning. It's spinning. It's slowing down. It's slowing down. Oh, and congratulations. We have our winner from this week. Congratulations to Claudia, who has been answering questions correctly right throughout the week and doing a fantastic job. Hey, congratulations, Claudia. You have won our prizes for this week, and we want to give these to you so we'll get your information and we'll be able to send them out as well. Hey, let's run through some of the answers from this week. You can get that for us. Absolutely. So whose son claimed that Ecclesiastes were his words? It's David's. So folks are thinking, oh, that's Solomon. Well, Solomon's the son, but we're asking... Solomon is the son. Who's son, as mm-hmm. in uh, who's the son belong to? It's, it belongs to David. Mm. Now, what does Ecclesiastes repeatedly claim everything is? It's either vain or meaningless. We've got mm. meaningless here. Mm. I think, uh, sure, you'll accept vain. Vanity. Vanity. Yeah, well, that's, that's what's, that's what, mate, that's, uh, that's what's, uh, 
in the Bible. That's what it says. It depends what translation you're using. And I, I love reading the King James of vanity. Oh, vanity. All is, all is vanity. You know, even <laughs> at times vexation of spirit. spirit. You know, it says it's, it's awesome stuff. Hey, get us the next one there. So according to Ecclesiastes 1, what goes south, north, round and round and then returns to its course? No, it's not an air balloon. It's not a cube. It's wind. Mm. So wind is the answer right there, friends. And question four is, according to Ecclesiastes 1, there is nothing new under it rhymes with one it's the sun <laughs> that's right there's nothing new under, under the, the sun. sun and finally what political position did the teacher or preacher which is the name of the book of ecclesiastes mm. had? it's king of israel Yes, so of course this is King Solomon. His his kind of memoir, Ecclesiastes, I see is a bit of a a reflection on an end of life crisis. And what he's learned over life, exactly. Because yeah. for Solomon, he didn't necessarily have a midlife or maybe an early life crisis because he was doing fantastic things throughout those times. Yeah. But it was mixed in with and then overtaken by his struggle with lust, his struggle with opulence, and and whatnot. And Ecclesiastes is his end-of-life reflection Absolutely. of him just being like, look. And when he says there's nothing new under the sun, you can trust him. Like, he's like, I've been everywhere. I've done everything. Like, I've, I've had every pleasure which could have come to me. I've, ha- I've had everything that I could have possibly wanted in this world. It has been at my feet. It's vanity. It's meaningless. Like all these powerful rich people. And That's right. Sons, it's, all, it's all meaningless. That's right. Empty. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm just thinking about... You know, Nicodemus and Joseph Aram felt like you shared mm. uh, Lawson. The emptiness they felt when they saw Jesus, you know, on the cross and holding his body afterwards and taking him down. Mm. Um, the heaviness they felt because it, it was the way he shared the truth and it was mm. always in love. And the, like it's a powerful thing. Like we get to the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, which as I'm looking up my 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 online Bible has decided to lock me out of, but we, we come to the end of chapter 12. Yeah. End of the book of Ecclesiastes. I'm just going to quote it from memories. Come to the end of the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12. He's run through everything that you could possibly want in this life, and he's called it vanity, and he's given some wisdom and some information, but he gets to the end, he's like, you know, it's all vanity, but keeping the commandments of God. What is the whole duty of man? This is man's all. Yeah. This is this is the, the whole duty. What is the conclusion of the matter? Yeah. Keeping the commandments of God, this is man's all. And so we see that for Zacchaeus. And I'd like to just add a little bit there, John fourteen fifteen. Mm. The, the key to keeping God's commandments, not from legalism, mm. but if you love me. Keep my commandments. Yeah, automatic response to, and, to love me. And that's right. I think what what he realizes in the book of Ecclesiastes and what he's reflecting on is the fact that my, my love for God will lead me to keep the commandments, which will lead me to an actual meaningful life. Yeah. Everything else is vanity. Meaning is found in keeping the commandments of the Lord. And that's exactly what Zacchaeus realizes as well. Absolutely. He's like, I need to restore this. I need to make my wrongs right because that is the only place where there is meaning. There's only meaning in my convictions. And also because it's through that and that reflection that you have a relationship with God, you have experienced salvation and you are following him, which leads you to keep the commandments. That not only gives you meaning in this life, but gives you eternal life. It gives you perpetual life. It gives you the perpetual ability to spend time in love, in joy, in peace, in security, and in happiness with our Savior. And that's exactly what we want. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and we have come to the end of the week, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Oh, Matthew's bummed. But hey, dude, you're literally going to be on all next week. 
Oh man, I'm amazed balls. Yeah, Danuta's going to be away for a bit. I'm going to be away one day. Matthew, you are going to be truly in the groove, getting it done. We're we're stoked to have you around. Just uh, don't uh, get troubled when I wear a neck brace. Wow, from what? I have to keep my head up all all five days. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, you're experiencing the early mornings just like us. We're, we're, We're well and truly in the groove here. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show, and like always, we give something away absolutely for free at the end of our show. You don't have to answer any questions correctly. All you have to do is give us a text and be the first person to text through at 0491 textbook to win Living 28 by Jared Stackeroth. And the tagline here, I love this, fresh perspectives on practicing our faiths. This is all about getting into the pragmatic side of doctrinal belief. It's like, we believe in certain doctrines. We believe in certain things about, you know, understanding God, understanding the world that we live in, understanding sin. But how does that practically affect us? How do our doctrines practically affect how we live? That's what Living 28 is all about. And we give you now the ability to just text us 0491-064-669. Text book to that number. Give it to you for free. Hey guys, remember to talk faith, to live faith and to act faith. Have a great weekend and grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.